Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. Football's football no matter where you play it. You got grass, you got cleats, and you got helmets with masks on them. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. The big thing for, for all of us is, is building off of last week's division win. And it makes it easier to have the belief in your players and coaches to be able to bounce back. It's led to making the decision to move with Justin as a starter. Emanating live from the downtown studios of WGN Radio. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. My parents were actually at my house last night. I told them they wanted to go out to celebrate and but I'm not. I'm cool because I'm going to win this weekend. Here's your host, Kevin Powell. With all due respect, sir, I believe this is going to be our finest hour. All right, no more arguing, no more debating about who should be the Bears' starting quarterback. Should it be Dalton? Should it be Fields? We now know it is Justin Fields' time. He is QB1. That's the big news out of Hallis Hall this week. I'm Kevin Powell. This is Episode 10 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Thank you for listening. On this week's pod, it's Dave Bennett. A lot of pressure. My boss, WGN Radio Sports Director, voice of the Northwestern Wildcats. Might even ask him a couple Cats questions as well. But we will uh, talk about the Fields news and talk about uh, the Bears-Raiders matchup in Las Vegas. As for the decision-making from Matt Nagy and the Bears coaching staff to go with Fields, here's what Nagy had to say. I've always said from the beginning to everybody in here, to our players, coaches, to, 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 to y'all when y'all ask, is that um, we'll know. And um, he's done everything to, to show us that he's ready for this opportunity. And a lot of talk this week at Hallis Hall was about calm. Justin Fields is calm. Fields talked about it after the Lions game, talking about how Bill Lazor's voice sending in the plays is calm and how much different it is than Matt Nagy, who would be on the sideline. And now Nagy, even he said that like he can focus on all, th- all three phases of the, of the game. Offense, defense, special teams. And he looked a lot different on the sideline. He did in that Lions game. He was into it. He's cheering the defense on. He didn't have his face buried into his play card. It was just different. Here's what Justin Fields had to say about Bill Lazor's play calling from the box during that Lions game. Bill, he's he's up in the box, so his voice is always calm. That's the one thing I like. You know, Coach, it's harder for him to be calm when he has to focus on the defense, focus on special teams. So, um, you know, um, his voice is calm. He's, he's up, there, up there in the box seeing the field well, and uh, he, he, he did a great job calling plays today. So, again, calm is what we kept hearing. Here's what tight end Cole Komet had to say about Fields' demeanor on the field. He's pretty he's, – he, you know, he's been really calm and poised out there. I said that before, and, you know, um, he, he's just kind of the same guy, at, you know, no matter what's happening. You know, it was interesting to see him, you know, in Cleveland, the way he was acting in the huddle and, and the way he was acting in the huddle last week. And, you know, it's, it's similar. It's the same. And, um, you know, it's, it's really uh, – it's calming for all the other guys out there as well. So although this isn't Justin Fields' first start for the Bears, it does kind of feel like a new era of Chicago Bears football where we do know now that this is Justin Fields' time. They're not playing around with the depth chart. It's not Andy Dalton going in if Fields doesn't play well. The development starts now. The ups and downs of Justin Fields' career. We don't have to worry about Dalton being sent in unless things go really, really bad. But I think other than barring an injury, it is Justin Fields' time moving forward. And it's a tough stretch here that he's entering. Six weeks of some really good teams, beginning with the Raiders, who are coming off their first loss of the season. But it does feel like a fresh era of Chicago Bears football, and I know everybody's excited about Fields. I think he's going to be a great quarterback in the NFL. Hopefully it's 10-plus years with the Chicago Bears, and there's championships and multiple playoff runs. I know that's where a lot of our minds are going, and they should. This guy has a skill set 
unlike a lot of quarterbacks, right? I mean, he can essentially make all the throws. The explosive plays were lacking under Matt Nagy over the past few years. We saw a few throws from Justin Fields in that Lions victory that I haven't seen a Bears quarterback make in a long time at Soldier Field. I mean, hitting a receiver downfield in stride with Darnell Mooney, a 64-yard game, we don't see that very often from, from Bears quarterbacks. So it is the Justin Fields era. Here's my conversation with Dave Bennett. Now joining me on the podcast is my boss, WGN Radio Sports Director Dave Ennett, voice of the Northwestern Wildcats. Dave, appreciate you jumping on the podcast. I just want you to make it clear that uh, you are not having me on uh, via command. This was something you volunteered to do. <laughs> I have been thinking about when should I ask Dave to come on the podcast. You're very busy this time of year. You know what? This is this is a good week. I reached out and you said yes, so I appreciate it. Um, let me. You know it's a. It's a great time of year. It, it is. It is. So much going on. We've got playoff baseball. Blackhawks, Bulls are getting going. And uh, football, obviously, in full swing. Let me start with this uh, uh, first question, Dave. Were you surprised when Matt Nagy uh, came out and said, you know what, we're not sticking with Andy Dalton. It is Justin Fields' time. How surprised were you, or did you kind of anticipate that coming? Well, I thought it might come at some point, but a little surprised. Yeah, Kevin, only because of the timing of it. I think after... <laughs> Two days earlier, saying that well, we'll see how Andy is and, and evaluate his health, and then kind of see where we are. I didn't necessarily expect that. Forty-eight hours later, they'd be proclaiming that this is now Justin Fields' team. But uh, to be honest with you, I, I was pleasantly surprised to hear it. I think that based on what we saw last week, and again, it's a relatively small sample size: two starts, one against a, uh, a team that isn't there yet, uh, you know, I, I think uh, you know, there are going to be some bumps along the way, but I think based on what we saw Sunday against Detroit, I think it's warranted, and I think it's a, a positive step for the future for this team. It does sort of feel like a new era, right? I mean, I, I know it's not going to be Fields' first start on Sunday against the Raiders, but now that we don't have this you know, lingering question and all the debates and people hollering about Fields and, and Matt Nagy clarifying does kind of feel like a fresh start for the Bears. I'm not sure if this is going to completely, you know, directly impact the game or if it's a new sense of energy with the team, but it does feel like the official start of Justin Fields' era in Chicago. You know, and I think where you sense it is when you hear what other players have to say about him. And when you you sense not only the confidence, but kind of renewed enthusiasm that some of the other guys have when they talk about him, when they describe his sense of calmness in the huddle, which you don't always get from a young quarterback. And I think when you hear things like that, you think, okay, maybe uh, maybe this was the good, the right time for this because it maybe invigorates this team with a sense of energy. And look, I, I don't know that it's going to have a huge impact on their one-loss record in 2021, but you can bet that it's going to reap dividends down the road for them, the experience and the lumps that he takes this year, and let's face it, he's going to take some, as all the young quarterbacks do, that, that down the road, that is going to pay dividends for the team. 
you saw plenty of fields when he was at Ohio State in college. And, and just, again, the small sample size. But some of those throws he made, Dave, against Detroit, I mean, we haven't seen throws like that from a Bears quarterback. You know, he made three of them in one game. We were lucky to see three of those in one season, typically, from a Bears quarterback. But, you know, connecting with Mooney and then an over, over the shoulder to Mooney and then a strike to Robinson across the field. I think it's the explosive plays that have been lacking under Matt Nagy. And we, and we saw a bunch of them against Detroit. And I think that... My guess is that was a you know an eye opening experience for everybody, including the coaching staff that said, "I think he's ready to at least get some more reps here." He's got the ability to fit that ball into a very tight window and and knows where to put it. He's got that sense that the really good quarterbacks have of of where to put it so you're giving your receiver a chance to catch it but you're not giving the defender the same opportunity. And, I, you know, look, it's a real talent. And there are an awful lot of guys who have strong arms and can can throw a football 70 yards in the air or whatever, but, but they don't necessarily have that sense, that same sense. And I think, look, he played at a very high level, right? I mean, th- think about the games he's played in the NFL now. Again, it's just a few. But then think of the games he played in college, playing in front of that crowd at the horseshoe for two years, playing in the, in the national championship, playing in the semifinals, his performance against Clemson uh, when you figure the guy's done for the night. He's just been, been drilled, absolutely drilled in the chest and you know not only does he get up but he throws for what six touchdowns i mean stuff like that i think makes you believe in a guy makes you believe in his ability makes you believe in uh, what his potential is looking down the road in the nfl where you don't look at every college quarterback who might put up gaudy numbers and say hey this guy could be the next big thing but i think with justin fields you kind of feel like and this has been his story, right, throughout his time playing college football when he was being recruited and uh, and even leading up to the draft. Really, the only time there were negatives about him was before the draft when all of a sudden his stock seemed to fall, which I think worked out well for the Bears. Yeah, I mean, for a while there, the general consensus was it was Lawrence and Fields 1 and 2. It could have even maybe been, been Fields 1, but, you know, that's how the draft works. Things, narratives start getting pushed, and uh, guys slip, and I think it worked out for the Bears. Very lucky. But you, you mentioned, like, the big play with Fields, and even Allen Robinson talked about it at Hallis Hall this week, about how Fields is always sort of looking for that big play, where he can sense maybe a defensive breakdown, and he's always looking downfield, or to make a play with his legs. He does have that, um, um, you know, that, that, that sense to him, where he can feel a chance to make a big play, and that's something the Bears' offense has been lacking so much. And I'm glad you mentioned the calmness, because all week at Hallis Hall and in really fields after that Lions game where he looked impressive, he talked about the difference of the play calling from Bill Lazor and Matt Nagy, not necessarily about the plays that were being called, but the actual delivery. He says Bill Lazor's very calm in that box where he's up top, and you know Nagy had been on the sideline, and there's a lot going on for a head coach. I think that factored in, too. Like it, it, Clearly, he seems to like getting the calls from Bill Lazor. And you get the sense that Laser also brings a calmness to it, mm-hmm. and that that, in turn, has uh, allowed Matt Nagy to be a little calmer on the sidelines too. Where, you know, and he's able to to focus on some of the other aspects that are going on during the game. I mean, I think the whole thing. 
again, I will know more in a month, right? Yeah. But I think to this point, it seems to be a formula that, that bodes well for them. And they're certainly going to have some mistakes and some ups and downs. And But his ability to make those plays, Kevin, you're absolutely right. I, I saw it in college. Uh, anyone who watched him saw it. And the Bears, I know Trubisky tried, and, and he was able to move around a little more than a lot of quarterbacks. But this guy, I think it's, it's a major part of his game, and it's something that will enable the Bears to have that element, that dimension that they really haven't had. And I've, I've been watching the Bears for, well, I don't want to even say how long, but it's been uh, half a century and thereabouts. And, and trust me, it hasn't been part of their offense very often. Yeah. And granted, the game has changed where you didn't always need a quarterback to be able to throw the ball into uh, tight spaces from from long distances away or to make plays with their legs. I mean, Bobby Douglas made a lot of plays with his legs, and he could throw a ball through a cement wall. But <laughs> it was a different game back then. And that wasn't really the job of the quarterback. And now you see it's really important to have that dimension. So I, I'm excited to see what he can do. I think that this is really just the start. I think fans are excited. They should be excited. I mean, look, if you're not going to get excited about something like this, then why are you bothering to turn on the games on Sundays? Why, why do you watch the team? It's it's to see the next big thing to, to come to your team, to maybe propel them and, and let them take the next step into the upper echelon. In the, in the NFL. And so that's why I think people are excited and they should be excited. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Dave. I mean, this it, it feels there's a different sort of excitement around the Bears. I, I don't remember this sort of buzz around a Trubisky despite being a second overall pick. Fields, Fields just feels different. He does. On the other side of the ball, Dave, defensively, what, what have, your, have been your thoughts? They're getting to the quarterback, which is great. They lead the NFL in sacks. Robert Quinn, Khalil Mack doing their thing. Huge upgrade to get Robert Quinn back to his normal self. He's got four and a half sacks, already two and a half more than last year. They're getting some takeaways. They're actually plus two in the turnover differential. Um, what have you seen from the defense and Sean Desai, the new defensive coordinator? Well, I mean, I, I think that's been a big thing, Kevin. I, I think just seeing them putting pressure on opposing quarterbacks. I'll say this, and I know that it's easy to look at aspects of that defense and say, yeah, you know, I'm not sure. But I've watched a lot of NFL football over the first four-plus weeks of the season, and and I see a lot of teams that, that aren't dominant defensively, right? I mean, I, I think there are a lot of teams – I mean, who would have thought the Seattle Seahawks that once the legend of boom would give up what are, they've given up close to 400, 425 a game, like every game, something like that. They're really having trouble stopping opposing teams. And I don't think they're alone. I mean, I think there are a lot of teams that have been traditionally good defensive teams that are struggling. So I'd say, you know, the, the Bears, is there room for improvement? Sure, but I think for right now, I think that they seem to be getting the most out of their defensive line. The only thing that concerns me a little bit is this this uh, fragility, I guess you would put it. As some of the guys, you know, now Eddie Goldman played last week, but he hadn't played prior to that. 
Uh, now you see Akeem Hicks dealing with an injury. Khalil Mack, well, dinged up. And when you have some, not not real old age, but when you have some guys who are starting to get up there, that that's a concern. And I know they've built some depth there, and that's encouraging because I think they're going to need it, uh, especially if this trend of some sort of nagging injuries uh, up front on defense continues. Yeah, it's a good point about the dominance thing with defense. Dave. It's so difficult for defense in today's NFL when you factor in everything where a lot of it goes towards the offense and some of these defensive pass interference calls you're seeing. It does make it difficult to be overly dominant, but I think where you can make up for it, to your point, and what we've seen from the Bears is sacks and takeaways and things like that. Um, the Raiders, a high-powered offense. Derek Carr still uh, near the top in, in passing yards, but coming off one of his worst performances of the uh, the season in a loss, the Raiders' first loss of the year. Uh, you like the Bears' chances? What do you think? Uh, what do you think happens Sunday in Vegas? I think it's a very tough game for them, just because I think after that loss, and it was a short week for the Rams, or for the uh, Raiders rather, um, after their loss to the Chargers. But I think that. Uh, you know, going home after a loss like that, you know that place is going to be really juiced. Now, on top of that, I think there's going to be a ton of Bears fans there. I think yeah. this has been circled on a lot of Bears fans' calendars for a long time. I mean, how good do you want it, right? You get to see the Bears play in Vegas, turn it into a weekend mm-hmm. in October. And that's not a bad deal. So I, I would imagine the atmosphere is going to be really highly charged in Allegiant Stadium on Sunday, I, I think uh, I think it's going to be a, a much better showing by the Bears than they showed in their first road game at Cleveland. That said, I, I still think it's a tough matchup. I've watched the Raiders a few times now. Uh, certainly, their first game was crazy that that overtime game, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that they're well coached. I, I think it's going to be interesting. They're going to put a lot of heat on Justin Fields. So we'll see in a really hostile environment what kind of plays he can come up with and and can he take the next step after really struggling in his first game and will this offensive line protect him better than they did in Cleveland? They certainly did last week, but I think they're facing a much better team than they faced last week at home against Detroit. All right, Dave, i got to ask you at least one Northwestern football question. They're coming off a, a tough one at Nebraska, got some time, a week off, and then they return home against Rutgers for homecoming. Uh, what have you seen from the Cats? I know there's been some injuries here and there, but that, that, was, a, that was a tough one at Nebraska uh, last week, Dave. Well, it was one of the tougher ones that I've called in a long time, Gavin. And, you know, if you look at both their road games this year, they've just gotten off to, to terrible starts. And, Really, if you look at the three games they've lost, to Michigan State, to Duke, and then last week to Nebraska, they give up an explosion play on the opponent's very first play from scrimmage. It happened against Michigan State when Kenneth Walker III went 75 yards for a touchdown. It happened against Duke, a long pass play on Duke's first play from scrimmage uh, to set up a score. And then last week, that happened to him again. Uh you know, I think they're better than they've shown so far. You know, I just think that they haven't quite figured things out defensively. I think they've had a lot of missed assignments. They have a new defensive coordinator. Maybe some of it is just kind of getting the communication down. 
I, they're going to get better. The, their track record is they get better as the season goes along. I, I hope we see evidence of that against Rutgers uh, in this next game coming up. Because if you look around the Big Ten and you look at the Big Ten West, it looks awfully tough this year. And I was convinced that uh, come November, Northwestern is going to be in the mix in that division. And I think they still can be but they got to get their act together and get it together in a hurry. All right, well, let's hope that uh, homecoming Rutgers game uh, next week is a get-right game for this team. They can get back to 500. Uh, Dave Ennett, you hear him every morning on WGN Radio. Hear him on the Northwestern Calls. Uh, football throughout the season with Ted Albrecht all on WGN Radio. Dave, I uh, appreciate you coming on. Uh, I was a little nervous, you know, my boss and all that. I didn't want to – a lot of pressure for this one, Dave. I've had 10 episodes so far. I was a little nervous. No, I think you're doing great, and and you know once I break down the tape, Kevin, I'll let you know what, how you grade it out. Okay. All right, like a film study after a game. You know that can be a exactly. bit tense. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, Dave. All right. Thanks, thanks, Kevin. All right, that's going to do it for Episode 10 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Big thanks to Dave Ennett for joining me. Thanks to Brian Altimer and Ernie Scanton for their help producing the pod as well. I think the Bears get a victory in Las Vegas. I do. I think there's a whole new sense of energy with the Bears, with Justin Fields getting the start. Khalil Mack and uh, Robert Quinn are performing at a high level. Quinn, four and a half sacks. Mack with four. Bears lead the NFL with 15 sacks this season. So if they can get to Derek Carr, who's coming off his worst performance of the season, I think they've got a pretty good shot. But uh, I don't know. Maybe this is just me uh, hyped about the Justin Fields news. But I do think the Bears come away with a victory against the Raiders. Look for a post-game pod here on WGNRadio.com or Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast following the game. It's going to be a busy Sunday. Chicago Marathon, Chicago Sky are in the WNBA Finals, Bears in Las Vegas, and then playoff baseball on the South Side Sunday night, White Sox and Astros. Uh, should be a great Sunday of sports for Chicago. This is the WGN Radio Football Podcast.